0: hello welcome to our live stream on youtube and we're also on our your spiritual journey facebook group and welcome this is a tuesday august 11th and i want to say to everyone please hit the subscribe hit the bell uh, comment hit the thumbs up please click on that so we can spread spiritism and the knowledge of the spirit world far and wide now today we've been talking on the last you know, quite a few weeks about an officer who went down into the lower depths, which is they call the spirit just called the dark abyss. And to him, he calls it hell, but it's really a type of purgatory where no one is ever in that area forever. And the last week we talked about how he met the emperor of the city he was in and who was must have been a, a Roman emperor at one time. He wasn't nero because he said nero was a a slave of his and that he is now was going to be fighting a a man called danton in in another city called uh the paris of the dead so it's interesting and then i looked up danton the person he's going to be fighting danton is a uh, historical figure i don't know if it's the same one i probably believe it is it's it's, uh, probably pronounced it wrong in French is George Danton who um, was part of the French revolution. And remember the time with Robespierre and how they guillotine many, many people. And of course then Danton and Robespierre, uh, they kind of plotted against each other Robespierre won, and then had Danton guillotine as he was guillotine, guillotine so many other people. And of course then later on Robespierre himself, was arrested and guillotined because everyone around him knew they were going to be next because the revolution just went off the rails as unfortunately so many revolutions do which is all meant by the spirit world to teach us a lesson and that is you know be careful what you wish for you might get it you might if you want chaos you just might get chaos so uh there's one of the lessons of the french revolution and of course the communist revolution uh in in china and in, in russia and in cuba and venezuela of course too which is not in good shape right at this moment so so this is where he's at so he the officer had created an army and he, he pledged allegiance to the emperor because he knew the emperor knew that he was a rival and he said okay i'll get an army together and i will attack danton and this is where we are at so uh, hopefully that gives you a little bit of perspective what we talked about before and so, and the, and the reason this is interesting, I'm telling you this, is, you know, spiritism is, we spiritism is, tries to tell you what is awaiting for you after you get rid of your your uh, dense material body, right? Because your soul is immortal, your spirit is immortal, and your spirit is really more like a spark. It has no form, but then you have a paraspirit, which gives you a form, and then that, paraspirit is connected to your body so as you're alive your paraspirit kind of covers your form like a invisible diving suit and when you die your mind affects your paraspirit so you look the way you believe you should look and of course the officer died and he was taken down into the as you know he misbehaved even worse and worse when he was on the on the crust of the earth which is called the lower zone and then he went down and now he's down into a you know a, a pretty bad city where there's other people like him but with his force of will he's been very successful because the more energy you have and the more focus you have to do what you want to whether it's good or bad that that is a you know a important talent to have is is faith in yourself and and as the higher spirits say once Someone like the officer turns, he will will rise quite rapidly into the length of heaven because he'll put his tremendous willpower to the good. So let me start quoting from A Battle in Hell. So then the officer said, Then the battle began in real earnest. And compared to it, the fighting in the arena had been the innocent make-believe of children. Nearly all these men have used to fighting all their lives. The battle, to a casual observer, would have appeared much like a battle on Earth, save for the curious blend of all kinds of weapons and costumes. The armor-clad knights charged again and again and were med- met by solid phalanxes of Republicans armed for the more- most part with scythes. Nanton was quite wily enough to know that against men who knew nothing of shot and shell, these modern methods of destruction would be comparatively harmless. Let's talk about that. So if the men who were in hell had no knowledge of being shot by a bullet, right? They, they, They understood a spear or an arrow or a sword, right? Wounding them, but a bullet didn't mean anything. And of course, the way it works is you are wounded because you think you're wounded. You don't really would feel any pain. Someone could chop your arm off, and then you could think, "Oh, your arm should come back, and it will come back to you." But if you think someone had a sword and it could hurt you with it, then you felt hurt, or you fainted, and this is what you you would do. Oh, and I had a question here: um, Have you ever read Florence Shin? No, I I have I have not. So. So therefore, Danton knew that he had the soldiers. Who had no idea of cannon fire or shot, you know, bullets, and therefore, when someone shoots a bullet at a, at an opponent in in you know in this lower zone of the spirit world, is you're really sending out the mental the mental shot. I'm shooting a bullet at you, and it should go through your body. And if you were here in our modern era, and someone said, "I just shot you," you would you would um, visualize that it, the bullet would go through your body and it would cause all sorts of problems and then you would faint or think you're incapacitated. And that's why he said, Danton was quite wily enough to know that against men who knew nothing of shot and shell, these modern methods of destruction would be comparatively harmless because they would send him this idea and they go, what's that? And it wouldn't be, a, it wouldn't be um, uh, hurt at all. Now his scythe arm rebel on the other hand would have been useless against our rivals for most of them did know something of the pain which a bullet can inflict. Many, indeed, had been shot at various times, though the majority had fallen before the guillotine. Their sights, on the other hand, were just the sort of weapons with which to meet horsemen. The Roman gladiators rushed forward in a solid phalanx to meet a regiment who charged up the hill with bayonets fixed. Now, as I do this, let me show you. He sent a, um, a picture of... The battle. So let me show you this 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 battle behind this, and let me get here. Here we go. So there's the Emperor's city, and um, and and showing the troops in the Paris Revolution. So the the uh, the white boxes are Danton's infantry. He had no cavalry, and of course, as as he um the officer told us before, he made the cavalry. There's no horses in 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 his land, but he force people by their force of by his force of will to turn themselves into the horses so he had men mounting men you know and these of course are these uh ignorant spirits who are fighting because they're you know what else are you going to do when when you very little pleasure to be had in in hell so so the enemy's artillery answered our own, but being al- almost exclusively of the date of the revolution, which he's saying the French Revolution was around 1780s, uh, was not as effective as some of our guns. And this indeed was alike the strength and weakness of Danton's army. It was much more co- coherent and was kept together not merely by his dominating will, but by sympathy of interest and history. And of course, my force lacked those useful adjunct. On the other hand, he was unable to employ any of the more modern weapons of destruction while I could. So the battle raged for what seemed years. The plain between the two ranges was covered with what appeared to be wounded and dying men, and the screams of anguish rose even to the, above the war of the guns. I should add that the flame which leapt out of every gun at a time was fired was visible, but yet produced no light. That is, nothing which illuminated the surrounding darkness. But my forces not only outnumbered Dantons, but on the whole exceeded them in ferocity, and at length I was able to force back his left wing and then drive him from his position in the plain. Here his army was caught between my triumphant right wing, now occupying their former position on the ridge, and the remainder of my army, which still held the ridge nearest the emperor's city. Here they were completely shattered and could and such as could attempt to escape down the valley to our left, the other three sides being closed. This plan shows you the final position. And of course, then the the medium said he's roughed it out, sketched it out roughly. And it shows you where on the ridges, he had the cavalry surround uh, Danton's infantry. And of course, when someone is surrounded mentally, you feel uh, you have to flee. And of course, that's when the tide turned. So this is all, <laughs> this is all mind games, right? This is you can't die, um, and this is this is what they do for fun. I mean, and you, and as you, as the officer said before, when they had a spread of food in on the emperor's palace, people just pretended they ate it. They couldn't really taste it or enjoy it. So this is where this is this is uh, if you read the spirits book. This is showing you. This is one of the punishments of 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 what the these lower spirits have when they when they don't believe in the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have others done unto you. When you're not that way and you've taken advantage of others, well, then you're put in either the lower zone or here, where the officer and these other people are, into the darker abyss, what they call it, type of purgatory, where others do unto you, what you've done all sorts to others. And the worst thing is, you no longer really have that dense matter you had on Earth. So your 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 desires and your your pleasures on Earth were, you know, maybe eating that type of thing is is not really there, right? If you're a miser and you want gold, well, it may look like gold, but who's gonna who's gonna use that gold, right? No one cares about it. If you wanted honors and and everyone to uh, you know adore you like you were before when you're in charge of a huge corporation or a government, well, no one's going to do that because there's other people just as mean and corrupt as you are, and it's not going to happen. And as in the Spirit's book say, the real punishment is the fact that the people here in this lower zone and this dark abyss, they think it's forever, but it's not. When they change their character and their attitude, then just like the officer who is eventually, and we'll go in this later, who is eventually allowed up into uh, you know, a rescue mission, they they will come to you and say, Okay, if you, are you if you're mentally done with this, if your personality says, I don't like being with other people like me, I need to change myself, then you will be helped to change yourself and you will start rising and up to the lower zone and from the lower zone up to one of the first levels of heaven as you are trained to change your character and your attitude because that's what's important to the spirit world right they want us they want us to be good people. They want us. We're on earth. We're on earth really for one main reason, and that is to take out our primitive emotions and replace that with advanced emotions. Take out hate and envy and jealousy and pride and selfishness and replace that with selflessness and charity and honesty and fraternity. Now, why is that? Now, as I said before, and as as, I, as this is why I'm talking about what happens down here in this lower zone, because really these people, it's, it's all about your mind thought is action in the spirit world everything you know and i was talking about on sundays with patricia and how she's talking about the first level city and she was told that these are all logical constructs these houses that you're you know these houses these streets these trees they're all made by mental force by higher spirits and that's why you're that's why we're on earth to change our attitude and character and in the spirit world you in the spirit world they want you to keep learning they want you to get out of the lower zone they want you to get out of the dark abyss and become a progressive member of spirit society that's a long process now one could ask right well why does god let us be so bad right and you know why are why are we so evil and you know because but i'm not bad well let's let's talk about this a bit more for a second first of all when you say i'm not bad how come people can't be like me and remember jesus said you know don't look at the at the splinter in in your you know in the neighbor's eye when you have a plank in your own because and what what was jesus saying part of it is the present right you've done things wrong why are you saying your neighbor's done things wrong but jesus had a wider meaning of that he says look at your past life you were probably much worse than that person is right now in your past lives you were you were not a nice person and believe me and i've said before this before i have been told in my past lives i was not a nice person at all this is hopefully pretty far back not recent hopefully but we've all gone through this primitive state right where we were murderers assassins selfish dishonorable Uh, who just wanted what we wanted at that time. You know, we've all come through uh, on a uh, primitive planet where we killed for our food, all those things we have done. So why does God allow that? Like, why doesn't he kind of start us off a little bit better than that, right? Which makes total sense, does it not? That he, you know, one, one would hopefully that we could start off better than, you know, someone who is really not a nice person at all. Well, here's a good reason for that. If, if someone asks you, why is there injustice, chaos on earth? Why do bad things happen to really good people and good things and, you know, rewards go to really bad people? And they sometimes they seem never to get caught. Well, it, it's a hyphenated word. It's one word, but it's hyphenated. It's free will. This is the genius of God in the spirit realm. I believe, I don't know for sure, but this is my supposition, that God wants very powerful, high spirits who are very efficient, knowledgeable, and wise, but all have their own unique personality. So think about that. How would you do that? Would you start everyone out kind of, you know, like on 12th grade of high school, so they have all this knowledge, but then again, their personality would kind of be somewhat similar. Or do you start them out really as just very simple, logical constructs and say, okay, we'll start you out, you know, as vegetables and then animals, and then we'll get you to a human stage and give you your free will, although you won't really know what to do with it. But as you do, you'll start becoming yourself, right? And we'll put you through trials and tribulations for you to understand you know, the things you've done wrong. And hopefully you will analyze these yourselves and make your own changes. That's why we're here. We're here on this planet of atonement where we have to pay for our past wrongs. So that is why. And this is why this is the function of this purgatory, of the dark abyss. The function is for these people who have not at all bettered themselves on earth through the trials and tribulations they were going through and they still said and didn't learn anything from what was happening to them and they still want to be that same way well then they were put with other people like them and go okay you want to be that way you want to be mean sarcastic and take advantage of everyone else well you'll get to go where that happens to you too and this is what we're told in the spirit world the spirit world fights evil with evil they don't come in there like we do in our movies and the good guy has the best gun and kills everybody because what good would it be to kill anybody because everyone's immortal you can't kill anybody. what you're trying to do is you're trying to change their character and so all these things happen for that reason so i carry on with the officer he said the number of prisoners now of course they just surrounded him, right so the number of prisoners was enormous for very few succeeded in escaping to our left. My first act was to compel a large number of them to assume the shape of horses and so release my own men. I did this not out of consideration for my own men, but because I was thus enabled to make it to the interests of my men to concentrate their will on keeping them prisoners. We then hurled ourselves upon the town and stormed it. I should have told you that quite a considerable portion of Danton's army consisted of women and these fought with even greater ferocity than the men. Consequently, when they fell into the hands of my victorious troops, the tortures they inflicted on these women beggar description. We, of course, sacked the Paris of the Revolution as completely and thoroughly as it was possible for the most savage soldiery to do. We spared the inhabitants no suffering which could be devised. Yet, strange to say, whereas on earth there are some grain satisfaction, the savage men in the sack, here there was none. It was all a hollow sham. The goods we plundered were useless to us. The wine we tried to drink n- made no impression on our ghostly gullets. The whole thing was a fraud. There was not even the satisfaction one gets in a dream, where one appears to taste the food one eats and so forth. Even in our dreams, we are still in touch with our physical bodies and so can supply their full and proper interpretation." In hell, though we can still suffer pain, yet we cannot enjoy pleasure. This is the first great law in hell. If I could use the word "law" in a place which is is essentially the negation of all law, so let's talk about that. Now, they're they're not really enjoying any pleasure. So you may ask, okay, if you, I can't eat and I can't drink, well, yes. As, as we talked about in violets on the window, people do eat on the lower levels of heaven. And Patricia was saying she has like a fruit or a broth or something like that. No meat because the animals are all nice. And they You know, lions, tigers, and bears are all wonderful. And, and they can taste. Now, in the lower levels of heaven, they must make it some way where it puts into your brain as you're tasting that fruit. You can it it fools you into thinking that you are tasting the fruit, just kind of how we are here on Earth, where we think we're tasting something. But those people, even on those lower levels of heavens, are told you don't need to eat. You can get it from the atmosphere, the air. You can drink some water if you like. And then the less you eat, the more the less you have to vacate. Right? You don't have, eventually you don't have to use the bathroom at all. And as I said before, I talked about the ethereal atom, where you you know in order in in the in the dimension of the spirit world which is mostly energy you need very little energy to keep going because there's very little matter you you have no weight so so then what what is pleasurable because i get many people saying well you know i like to eat and you know other things well this is what I, i want to convey to everybody who's 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 interested in heaven thinking well you know. I like, you know, I kind of like a large part of my, you know, my matter here on earth, right? So think of heaven as when you go to a movie that really just draws you in. And when you're in this movie and you see all these great things, you don't think about, you don't think about other people. You don't think about eating. You don't think about, there's nothing. You're just completely into the moment in this in this whole universe and you you and you also lose track of time that is that's what heaven is like because you're surrounded by this atmosphere of love and you you have these senses and feelings of love uh, that i've only felt in my earthly body a couple of times and it was uh, one was in a dream and one was during a spiritual meeting and i I just felt this overwhelming wave of love and it was just the most marvelous thing ever and so you'll feel that you know not in the lower zone or in this purgatory but you'll feel that when you're in heaven and then you'll see all these fantastic things because you create with your mind and you'll learn so much and you'll 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 grow and so this is you'll you'll have these, other stimuli that you won't you wouldn't even consider on earth so these more earthly things become unimportant because you're not you know you're not interested in in uh dominating people you're not you know you're not interested in, in collecting goods just for the sake of collecting you're interested in intellectual pursuits you're interested in helping other people that gives you pleasure that's why you're in heaven and and so these other things allow you to do this and the whole majesty and mysteries of the universe, which I'm sure I'm only explaining just a little tiny part um, just must be, you know, I, to me, I just can't wait to go through a library and start looking at random books. You know, who knows what, what will be there. So that is why I believe, you know, for the vast majority people, they won't miss anything when you go in heaven. Is They keep saying that you will be rewarded a hundredfold whatever you uh, gave up on earth. And that's what I've read over and over in different spiritist literature. And, of course, this is why I'm giving you this literature now. I'm you know, i I'm, I'm going through this. This Gone West is a book that's not a spiritist literature, but it's a different take. That's why I put it in my NDE, uh, Near Death Experience, Another Death Experience category because it's a medium that's seen how these other spirits have acted. And, and I want to give my interpretation of what these people said of what spiritism tells us and really fill in more upon the subject. So, then he said, I set to work to establish myself on my new throne. I was surprised to find, however, that I had lost a considerable number of Danton's former subjects. I did not know it at the time, but I learned afterwards that the overthrow of Danton had enabled some who had grown wary of the sort of life they led to hope faintly for something better. And this once done, help was vouchsafed them to escape and begin the first steps towards progress. So here's he saying, this is another spear saying exactly what I said. If you really are tired of this, they'll help you out. Thus, out of the appalling nightmare of that battle arose the possibility of progress for a few. Such is often the case in hell, showing how wonderfully, out of evil, God is able, even there, to bring forth good. So, this is, again, what spirits tell us all the time. There is no such thing as a person who is all good or all evil. Everyone has a mixture, and there are what you would think are horrible people let's say, think of uh, Mao or Stalin, right, in, in hell right now, even with them, there is some good. And at some point in time, that good will grow and will flower. And, you know, for those who have killed tens of millions of people, uh, to, you know, a lot of people they, they caused, killed to die, they will, at one time, become pure spirits, too. It may take a while, or may not take. Who knows? But they, too, will, at one time, become a good, advanced, and a pure spirit. And this is the same with us. I mean, we look at these people, and we think, oh, you know, this is total evil. Well, I, I understand that, but there's always some good in everybody. Okay. So then, he says, having established myself in the kingdom, I soon began to realize the terrors of kingship. Never for a single moment could I feel at peace. Rest, there was none. Ever I had to be on the watch to suppress some revolt or defeat some ingenious plot. I felt like a hunted animal at bay, surrounded by a lot of snapping curs who were only watching for their chance when I was off my guard every diabolical cruelty I could devise, I employed to terrorize my enemies, but it was of no avail. I could not kill them, and the only effects of my tortures was that they hated me the more. After a while, I received a message from the emperor congratulating me on my success and inviting me to visit him. To refuse would have been to acknowledge that I was afraid of the emperor. At the same time, my absence from the kingdom would be the signal I knew for a revolt. However, I decided to risk the latter danger and go and laugh in the emperor's face, so I set out with a considerable guard. I was received with much pomp and splendor, or at least so it appeared. Really, of course, the whole show was a hollow fraud. The bands which play could only produce a discordant din. The tapestries which adorned the streets were dirty and tattered. The flowers which were strewn in my path were withered and stank of rottenness. The pretty major preceded our procession. Were rendered hideous by the lines with which cruelty and lust had marked their faces. Again, this is what spiritism tells us: you you look as you think you should look. And these people who have been in in this dark abyss, and and in completely involved in this cruelty and hate, they start they start taking on that right, and they they start taking on those features, and the clothes don't look that good and if you're a high spirit you can actually see what they really look like and they look very bad and of course and spiritism, tells us even on earth right this they were telling us one scene where this beautiful woman went went to sleep and then her spirit when she sleeps her spirit can roam the earth her spirit came out of this beautiful woman and it was just this horrible looking you know old witch type type person the same thing would happen to a you know a young man who looked really handsome but if he was not a nice person he could come out looking like very monstrous so you know we are who we are when we're in the spirit world there's there's no and as the officer said because it's pretty funny you can read people's minds you can read their thoughts you know what they are thinking and so all these people trying to fool each other and act nice when they want to stab you in the back is all quite useless so I carry on. So after meeting the emperor's procession, we went together to witness a gladiator show. This finished, we proceeded to the palace, and there a great feast took place. It was the same empty show as all the rest. There was nothing real except what was vile. And how do you like the cares of kingship, inquired the emperor. Uneasy lies the head, eh? And Alfred said, I laughed. It's better than being under your majesty anyway. It goes very likely. Still, I fancy you must get a little bit tired of being ever on the watch i know i do when wa- when i want a change i take a spell on earth again it's wonderfully restful and refreshing after the strenuous life one has to lead here for once my curiosity was greater than my wisdom and i cried but how do you manage your return to earth i thought once we lost our astral bodies and the emperor said you're still a young man and have much to learn but i'm surprised you do not know the simple fact He looked at me thoughtfully and then continued. If a spirit in hell makes an alliance with a mortal on earth, it is possible for the former to acquire, or at any rate borrow for a short time, a temporary astral body. At times it is impossible for a spirit to obtain for a short time, a material body. Such men used to be known as wizards and the women as witches and the spirits they invoked were always regarded as devils. Of course, many of them were elementals and a few may have been devils proper. But most of them were just human spirits and not always bad ones either so let me correct this there are elementals things that are not on the par with human but devils there is no such thing as uh, as a devil it's like there's really no such thing as an angel as known within uh, most religions as you know god created angels and then let's say the devils were fallen angels they were they were special no angels devils whatever you want to call them high spirits Very low spirits, very weak spirits, very ignorant, mean spirits. They are all us. And all of these ones who have been called devils, per se, were once just normal humans who have gone further and further down the dark abyss and been there a long time. Same thing with angels. If there's an angel, say the angel Gabriel in the Bible. Gabriel, some millions of years, you know, back, probably was a regular person like us and through many many reincarnations became this wonderful high angel and this wonderful person that is our goal too is become a wonderful angel and wonderful high person and maybe it's someday on some planet maybe not to earth we too can play an important part like the angel gabriel and other spirits you know um socrates buddha you know people like that uh zoaster come to earth and help try to lead the 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 human or human-like race that's on a certain planet lead them forward in strong morality so then he goes and then he, the emperor says of course it's a risky business playing about with sorcerers they always try to reduce the spirit in partnership with them the position their, of their abject slave their wills of course are strong and if the spirit be some rather weak vicious fool, they can reduce him to a position of absolute subservience, at any rate for a time. But how can they enforce their commands, I asked? By the same method by which you and I enforce ours, by the mere force of their wills, just as we can inflict any kind of pain we choose on our subject, so can these wizards on their spirit slaves. But of course, with iron wills such as we have, the end is always that we dominate the wizard and make him our slave. Then indeed, for a short time, We can have a glorious time now let's talk about that for a second so in in you know a lot of cultures there is this thing of exorcism where a spirit will uh inhabit a person's body and of course that that can that can happen if the person allows that because they have a lesser force of will but all these things about exorcism was giving them holy water or the cross this in the spirits book, what they say about this is they just laugh at you. Really the only, really the the best method to have a spirit leave a body. One is to enlist the help of good spirits. And another way is for that person who has been possessed or, or has that happen on and off is for them to become as spiritual as, as, as possible, as good as possible, try to learn and, you know, filter out any bad ideas because that's usually how they always get into you is giving you bad ideas and then you know letting you be part of their of their plans which usually entail something risky and are dangerous and really that's the way to do it it's not there's not there's no exorcism per se uh like you know some priest can go over you and put holy water that doesn't work it all has to you have to help with other spirits or pray for that person and have and then ask for help from that person's guardian angel and then they can try and help them and there's a lot of good books and by chicago xavier that go through and give you actual examples of how when someone is is you know invaded by a spirit how they can take them out and and what happens in fact there is a good story of of a couple who went to meet chico xavier and one of his assistants who helped chico with having people go through the line this couple came to chico and they said chico can you help us our daughter who is having very you know you know she's schizophrenic she's uh, you know imagining things and 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 so you know how can we help her and chico said go help anybody else go help somebody else so, this happens many times, not always, but a lot of these people who are schizophrenic or multiple personalities are really affected by spirits who are trying to get revenge for something that that incarnated person has done to them in the past. So, about a year later, a little bit longer, I can't remember how long, this couple came up to Chico said, our daughter's all better, she's, she's fine. And Chico said, well, what did you do? And he goes, well, we went and we volunteered at a prison and we tried to help the prisoners as much as we could. And so they left. And then Chico told uh, the assistant who later on wrote the book about Chico, said, look, this is what happened. This is why their daughter got better. They went to help at the prison. Now, the mothers who are discarnated of these prisoners saw this couple and how much they tried to help these men in prison. And all the things they were doing for them they went in and, and looked at this couple's life their home life and saw that their daughter was being persecuted by some spirits these mothers talked to these spirits said look what are you doing this their mother and father of this daughter are do, are wonderful to our sons stop doing this please and the spirits stopped and then she got better so that's everything's connected, and good will eventually, you know, overcome. We, we may not see it as clearly as we should, but good will overcome. So, I'll get back to the what the authors are saying. So then, the said, uh, the emperor rose, and the emperor said, "Let us go now and witness the play, which is to be performed in the private theater," and he referred no more to the subject of magic. But what had been said made a profound impression upon my mind. I was so struck with the idea that I failed to see the danger lurking in it. I have no doubt that the emperor raised the subject with the object of luring me into this danger, but I did not perceive it. I've often wondered how it was that I did not perceive it. It may have been that the emperor really had a stronger will than I, and so was able by a very strong exercise of that will to prevent me from seeing what was passing in his innermost mind. It may have been, however, that I was so struck with the idea that I never strove to get to the bottom of it and find out what his real object was. Of course, I did not imagine for one moment that he made the suggestion with any other object than of that of doing me harm. I thought he foresaw that if I left my dominion to go playing tricks on earth, I should at once be disposed. This, indeed, I knew quite well would be the case. But I also felt certain I should find no difficulty in throwing out the upsurper when I return. In reality, he knew this too. But he also knew that after a time, the effect of this new sin would be to render it impossible for me to ever return to that division of hell. I should, in fact, be compelled to fall still lower. Thus, he hoped to be rid of me. I did not know this. And being anxious to try the new experience for several reasons, determined to do so. My reasons were, firstly, that I wanted some rest or at any rate change from the ever standing on guard in hell. Secondly, it would be a new experience and therefore of interest in itself. Thirdly, the possibility of seeing Earth again filled me with a new sensation, which I can only compare with what a boy feels when he is homesick. So this is very smart of the emperor. He's laying this trap. And then lastly, the author says, "I returned soon after the Paris of Revolution, and found, and of course, found civil war in progress. One section had liberated Dent and placed him on the throne. I soon dealt with the matter, and Delton and other ringleaders returned to the torture chambers. Uh, you know, not a good place to be in this, in this, you know, uh, primitive colony of." primitive urges and desires of wanting domination over one, and then as soon as someone's in your power you take advantage of them unlike on earth where we're all mixed together in certain neighborhoods you've got the you know the good neighborhood the bad neighborhood the dangerous neighborhood you've got good and bad people scattered throughout in heaven there is a layering right it's called the law of affinity and the law of affinity says you go where there's others like you and that's why people automatically go down into the depths of purgatory or they go, they go to the lower zone. If they're still materialistic, they're not really bad people, but they're very materialistic. Or if they have gotten a little bit of spirituality and they're basically good people, I'm not saying anybody, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to wear a hair shirt. Um, They'll be in one of the levels of heaven and they'll go there. And that's called the law of affinity. And then that's why, If you're a nice person, that's why heaven is such a good place, because you are with others like you in the sense that they're the same nice person. They try to be positive. Uh, They try to support everyone around them. You know, you don't have the gossip, you know, you don't have the 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 fighting for position. Right. Because the people in charge in heaven are there because of their meritocracy. Right. Their merits Uh, and they're assigned there. And they're actually given a lot like uh, special powers to to uh, be more cognizant, have more energy in order to see what's going on in their cities, et cetera, and have a better um, link to the universal cloud to ask for information and get help. And of course, Jesus uh, Christ is in heaven. And if if someone needs and to help a certain division of people, Jesus can come and talk to them or give them an example. In fact, there was a. I talk about this in um, my book, Heaven and Below, and I have a whole section about Jesus. And there's an example of this: is there was this group of people in one of the lower colonies of heaven, and their job was to try and decide what level of heaven that person should be. Now, what they say, the spirits say, is mistakes are made. Because some people are too high of a level, and then they they kind of go back down because they really weren't ready for that, right? Someone wanted too much food, or or just wasn't wasn't ready. And this group of people felt that um, they just weren't up to the job, and they they you know they were they they were a bit um, unsure of themselves, and so the the leader of this group asked Jesus to come and uh, Jesus came and gave them an example, right, of, of, look, you're doing your best, and, you know, don't worry about that. I went through my problems. I'm, I'm learning. Everyone else is going through that. And this is not exact. I'm paraphrasing greatly. It was more of a visual example than anything else. But that is, you know, this is kind of one of the functions of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ isn't this the nicest man and carpenter in the world. He is also a CEO uh, chairman of the board, you know, president of the company of Earth and other planets besides. In fact, Jesus was one of the spirits that helped form this solar system and form the planet and form the moon around the planet Earth, so it would be ready to hold intelligent and human human life like um, in the future for it for Earth to become a campus. Now, what they say is as the earth was just this, this ball, right? Um, you know, uh, the billions of years on earth, spirits say, yeah, that, that happened. And the whole evolution of dinosaurs and stuff, that happened too. So there is evolution, but it's guided evolution uh, by spirits as far as how they they will change the DNA of certain animals and they'll mutate them. I think there are probably instances of mutation naturally as we see the natural laws affect, uh, but there's also guided mutations. So Jesus was part of all that and of course before when, when earth was more of this primitive you know kind of lava shaped ball uh, you know there's just spirits on there and they always use every space for something. There's, there's life all throughout the universe in world we don't think it can be. It may not be human life but anyway that's that's why there's always something that's why when you're in heaven and you're working in one of the levels, of heaven just around the earth there's always a lot to do but then the goal of of this campus called Earth is to get you above a certain level and get you into the into a process where you're actually a um, productive member of the spirit society where you're helping the creation of things there's other types of jobs uh, that I'm sure I have no idea of. now remember all the spiritual literature which is so much more than we've ever had before right the books by chico Xavier, yvonne pierre and and i and, and the reverend uh, g val owen and i try to put these and I categorize these in my books and tell you about them but even everything i'm telling you is just like me looking through a little keyhole uh, of information we're given because we're only given what we can stand so there's there's a lot there that we don't know and in fact to give you one example And as Sheikah was doing one of his books, they were telling him the process of how people are selected to go into, let's say a prospective plane crash and what happens. And then he said, no, take that, take, take that section out. The people on earth aren't ready for that information yet. And of course you've all heard of train crashes or plane crashes where someone, the alarm didn't go off or their ticket disappeared. That person wasn't meant to be on there. So a lot of these things are more planned than, than you know. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed today. Um, please subscribe, uh, hit the like button, hit the bell so you can be notified when I live stream. I live stream every Sunday and Tuesday. Now in September, I will be uh, off for three weeks, and um, but I'll, I'll come back and, and I'll, I'll post some some of my videos that I've been creating just for those uh, three weeks. So I just want to make sure everyone knows that. So I will take a, a, a sort of a vacation. And anyway, so please uh, read the spirits book. I'm getting further and further. If you go to my YouTube channel or my Bitsube channel, you'll see I on the YouTube channel I have a playlist called the spirits book. And I'm recording, voice recording the whole the whole spirits book. And then if you go to my site Nw Spiritism, you'll be able to download the whole thing in a audiobook format now i'm not completed with that yet but in september i'm sure by then i should be done and of course right now you can download uh books one two and three and you can listen to the spirits book of course you can always read the spirits book which i everyone should do and you can get it free on pdf anyway i hope you enjoyed and uh god bless all of you and god bless